Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 2, Episode 23. Train kept rolling with blockbuster bombs, and today we have The Adventures of Pluto Nash from 2002, directed by Ron Underwood. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor, the whaler on the moon, McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster. Why are you gallivanting around? You're going to wind up dead. Hey, I got to take care of those guys that blew up my club. <laughs> you got to get your ass off the moon. Well, I don't think so. Oh, you may think you're some hot shit ex-real hopping burn down club owning tough guy, but once in a while you got to listen to your mother. Okay, all right, okay, all right. I'm going to get off the moon, okay? But can I get something to eat first? <laughs> We're on the fucking moon. Did you guys know this movie takes place takes place on the moon? No, I had no idea. I had no clue either. Bunch of mooners. You know what? Could it have been that awful fucking blue moon cover in the beginning of this movie? Oh. Moon, 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 moon. Moon, prune, june, spoon, moon. <laughs> prune, prune, prune. Eddie Murphy? No, moon. Yeah, if only I had him in this movie to make it more enjoyable, okay? <laughs> Santa Claus? No, Sam Whipple. This movie made me hate people I like. <laughs> God, Sam Whipple would have really uh, done a number for this movie. Oh, man. he yo, You know what? Pluto Nash got himself a lawyer. He could have been the fucking robot. Yeah, he could. Oh, my God. See, that would have been better. Or if, it, like, Mickey Rooney was the robot instead. There you go. Mm-hmm. Any, pretty much anybody but Randy Quaid. <laughs> oh, my God. There would have been significantly more farting around if Sam Whipple was in this movie, but it would be really fun to watch. Okay, so... I've never actually seen this film. Me either. Same. I did know that it lost a shit ton of money going into this, but that's all I really knew. Yeah, that's all I knew about it. Um, You know, I grew up with Eddie Murphy films as a kid. I think we all did, right? Oh, yeah. So um, my father was, was big into, like, the, the stand-up stuff, so I saw a lot of that probably when I wasn't supposed to. But then, like, you know... Uh, you know, coming to America, I, I used to watch over and over again, and the go- classic, and the Golden Child, another classic. Yeah, even Doctor Doolittle, Beverly Hills Cop, hell yeah, one, two, and even three. That's fine. Uh, okay. Oh please, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop three is better. All, all three are still better than the movie we just watched, so I'll let that slide. Beverly Hills Cop three is head and shoulders better than this movie. You know something funny about this movie is that for years I kept conflating it and Meteor Man in my head. Oh, no. Meteor Man's good. I've never seen Meteor Man either. Okay, we sh- we need to do Meteor Man and-, and remedy that. I know the cover of Meteor Man, but I've never seen it either. Um, I used to watch that a shit ton as a kid, too. I don't know why. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things I, I grabbed and I was like, yeah, I want to watch that. What did you, you, you couldn't find your blank man VHS? Like, no, back to back, man. That's how you doing that. <laughs> and also, I think Meteor Man is better than Blank Man. Uh, well, I haven't seen Blank Man in about twenty years <laughs> and have never seen Meteor Man. Hey, man, Blank Man's got Manelli. <laughs> he sure does. And J Five. Okay, real quick. This fucking movie's directed by Ron Underwood, the man who wrote and directed Tremors. Yep. That is one of my favorite films right up there with Deep Rising in the, in the, in the, in the uh, you know, Pantheon of Joe creature feature films. Yeah. And the, yeah, the Pantheon of creature movies, Tremors is fucking is high up there and Tremors too. Tremors is the only thing that keeps me from thinking this guy should be publicly humiliated. Um, <laughs> what does he get? Like the walk, like Cersei in game of Thrones stripped down. 
walking through the fucking street. Everyone throws copies of uh, Pluto Nash at him, though. Oh, God. Even Eddie Murphy throws a copy at him, right? Square in the Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> right in his Hillary. <laughs> oh, yeah. He also directed City Slickers. Yeah, with uh, Daniel Stern and was it Billy Crystal in that movie? And, uh, well, John Lovitz is in the second one. I forget who the third guy is, but yeah, the guy who plays Curly. What's his name? Jack Palance? Jack Palance. It, well, Tremors is one of my favorite movies, and City Slickers is one of Julie's favorite movies, but I've seen City Slickers 2 a shit ton. <laughs> but uh, they're both great films. They're both solid fucking films. This guy also made Mighty Joe Young, which is another movie I haven't seen. Right, but I, I don't remember that being bad either. It's fine. I mean, again, haven't seen it since I was a kid. He also did uh, uh, two short films, or they were part of a bigger series of... I, I probably saw these fucking movies a ton of times as a kid. The Mouse on the Motorcycle and Runaway Ralph. I fucking love The Mouse on the Motorcycle and Runaway Ralph. Ralph. One of them has fucking Ben Savage in it. I mean, uh, Fred, Fred Savage. And he's like a little kid with glasses, and he's like talking to the mouse on the fucking motorcycle. Yeah, that's the second one. The first one has like a kid uh, going to this... Uh, he like vacations uh good stop motion shit i don't know it's fun beverly cleary classic kid shit anyway this guy has done a fuck ton of tv is the other thing you can say of note like he's done every show from agents of shield to gray's anatomy to fear the walking dead yeah which is kind of bonkers and then he did this movie (sighs) with eddie fucking murphy yeah see i don't think this is eddie's fault and i don't think it's ron's fault i think it's the writer's fault no no but i hold him I hold him responsible for this quality. I hold them both because I, I did read after watching this movie that they were constantly arguing on set to the point where Eddie ended up dumping a bunch of his own movie in the film to finish it, which also delayed the movie a ton. Oh my God. This fucking sat on a shelf for two years. Oh my, a hundred million dollar movie and it sits in a shelf. That would, <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't just spontaneously combust. What is this rated? PG-13? It's gotta be. It, it's just raunchy enough to, you know, skate that line. Yes. And how many years are we off Nutty Professor at this point? Ooh. It was like 99, Nutty Professor? Nutty Professor is 96. (laughs) fuck. (laughs) <laughs> like what yeah and Doolittle's 98 and even that movie I'm not crazy about but there's enough in there that I enjoy but yeah Nutty Professor's a fucking I don't know I like both versions I like the original and I like the Eddie Murphy one a lot they're both really good sure and the second one's just fucking ludicrous the clumps or whatever yeah what the fuck happened to Eddie Murphy and like why is he just either he has a string of the worst agents ever or he just has the worst judgment does he just not care because he just gets paid a lot of money uh, here's the thing with Eddie Murphy I think like his his big thing is he doesn't like to do comedy unless like he has good jokes to do and I feel like at this point we're <laughs> no but that's the thing like I feel like at this point we're pushing too hard and this is the one that this is the straw that broke the fucking camel's back dude right yeah because you got Norbit coming out pretty soon after this, man. Oh, Jesus. It wa- oh, that's the other one I was thinking about. And Meet Dave. Oh, God, I forgot about Meet Dave. What the fuck is Meet Dave? Meet Dave is Eddie Murphy is basically playing a giant robot, uh, and controlling this robot is a tiny Eddie Murphy and a crew living inside of his head, and he's... It's a zany fish-out-of-water comedy. Um, that's... In theory, that sounds... Kind of interesting. Eddie Mechfee? <laughs> what? Um, oh, me- I get it. Mech. Okay. 
Now, yeah, I saw it on Comedy Central once, I think, because I was like, no, I'm sorry. I saw about a half hour because I was getting my hair cut and it was on the TV there. So it's like watching a movie on an airplane. Like, you don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. You're breathing your own air. And then we kind of just like delved into all that Shrek offshoots that oh, he God. that he just did. I mean, it's a fucking paycheck, you know? I mean, Shrek 1, I, I don't remember hating it. And Shrek 2, I remember enjoying a lot at the time. But anything beyond that, I'm good. Got a confession. I like all of them. They're fine. They're entertaining. I've only seen the first two, and I liked them. And I just thought the third one was a bit much, so I just stopped. It's just, it's kind of just like, I, I, I put this on to relax. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, and then take a nap. I appreciate parts of those movies a lot um like the giant gingerbread man the second movie is fantastic oh that's the best part of the movie it, it's basically the fucking marshmallow man scene 100 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> percent. yeah, yeah. I, so funny i guess it's just like they're completely unoffensive to me everybody's like oh god shrek it's just like i don't know whatever i think just because shrek turned into some big fucking meme over the years and you know oh sure all-star being associated with it which is also hilarious to me the shrek song if you will <laughs> <laughs> the first movie is really fun because you watch it as this giant middle finger to Disney and just enhances the viewing experience. Oh, yeah. Well, plus, you got to remember when that movie came out, it was like one of the first movies that was like really neat nailing that kind of animation besides Pixar. Well, DreamWorks has fucking crushed it. And it had Mike fucking Myers just coming off a gold member in the entire Austin Powers series. Yeah, supposed to be Chris Farley, P.S. I know, you ever see any of those? They're on YouTube, the uh, storyboards with some of his voiceover. Yeah, it's nuts. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. for sure. So Eddie's been out of it for a long-ass fucking time, right? As far, I mean, for, for the most part. You know what I mean? Right, he's got a, a movie here and there. I saw he did a movie called, like, uh... Mr. Church. Ah, I didn't hear that one, but there was one called, like, A Thousand Words or some shit. Oh, yeah! And, uh, Mamouli from fucking Deep Risings, and, and, he, and he basically, like, curses Eddie Murphy for being a dickhead, so every leaf on this tree is a word he can say, and if all the leaves fall... He fucking dies. Holy shit. Yeah, I wanted to see that. I, I was reading about it before we watched this because I was just like, what What else has Eddie done lately? And that was like an odd one to stand out to me. Yeah, his most recent one was 2016's Mr. Church. Um, and I don't even know what that is. One of the more recent Eddie Murphy movies, not more recent, but the one in between like all of this garbage, I think is an interesting little anomaly is uh, Life with Martin Lawrence. Oh, yeah, that flick is great. That was the 90s, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, but it, no one ever talks about it because it is this weird pseudo-comedy, also-drama that gets really depressing, but is also sincerely funny. I don't know. I've, I haven't seen it, but Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy sounds like a pretty fucking funny movie to me. Yeah, man. They Yeah, they, they both serve in pris- life sentences in prison in the South. Oh, so maybe not a comedy. Well... There's comedic elements. Got you. Okay, got you. But Harlem Nights is fucking great, too. And Trading Places. Jesus Christ, this guy's done a, it's so many good things. He's done so many good movies, and then he just does shit. Yeah. Because he gets paid well, I guess. Right. Yeah, it's like a less transparent Adam Sandler. I wouldn't compare Eddie Murphy to Adam Sandler in, in any capacity. Hence the transparency, because <laughs> we, we, that's what, we don't know what the, the motivations behind his decisions are, but when you look at Adam Sandler, you're like, you're just trying to get paid and go on vacation. That's all you're doing. I mean, he straight up has said in the past that he's done some movies with his friends and and basically going on a vacation and doing Grown Ups 2. That's like comparing a cheesecake to a pile of shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't like fucking Adam Sandler, P.S. I like some of his early stuff. I don't hate the guy, but I'm not a huge fan. I'm I'm not a fan at all. But Eddie Murphy! Yeah, the the newest film that's coming out he's doing for Netflix, fucking Dolomite Is My Name, which is a a Rudy Ray Moore uh, like biopic. And 
I am so fucking excited for that. I'll watch it. It's going to be great. It's got to be better than this Coming to America 2 they just started working on. I'll fucking watch that shit too. And apparently <sighs> Beverly Hills Cop 4 is coming out. Sign me up. I I just, I don't know. I have just like a weird thing about these fucking movies that like, hey, remember this movie from the 80s? We're making a fourth one. It's They're, they're older now. It's like, okay. Are they ever good? Rocky might be the exception. Yeah. The same thing with like Bill and Ted. Right. But like, we'll see what happens. I'll give it a chance no, because yeah. I really like the Beverly Hills Cop movies and i like eddie murphy no same I, I i'll probably see it i uh i wish i liked eddie murphy all the time <laughs> well you yeah, know me too not in this piece of shit no ah oh. which costs a hundred million dollars and how much money did it make seven <laughs> i read that eddie murphy said in an interview that he knows the three people that like this film <laughs> He also didn't promote this film at all before it was coming out because he was so embarrassed by it. Wouldn't you be? And so, uh, spoilers, Alec Baldwin has a very small part in this film. Uh, Bring another Baldwin into the MDU. Uh, see, I was going to wait to get to his ass, but uh, but let's do it. <laughs> Finally, Baldwin Prime. He also was so embarrassed by his part in the film that he asked to be uncredited in the movie. It's <laughs> so weird because, like, you can't... He can't blend in, like... Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Randy Quaid's like, yeah, this is... I'm in Pluto Nash as a robot. I mean, to be fair, a few years after this, Randy Quaid just totally went off the deep end and moved to Canada and with tax evasion on his fucking record. Oh, man, you think, like, this This was the jumping off point, right? This is the one that put him over the edge? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Pluto Nash. This is his Blade 3. He's... <laughs> He's going to end up like the guy from Shawshank Redemption or go squat in a house. I think he's squatting in a house right now, to be honest. Probably squatting in that house from family vacation. I mean, honestly, he's probably just burning his fucking Christmas vacation checks to stay warm. <laughs> While the wind goes, loser. Hey, when y'all making that n- that other Christmas vacation movie? Uh, they already did, and he starred in it. Uh, and now we're getting... <laughs> Now we're getting into dangerous territory where we're actually starting to talk about a movie that is worse than this one we just watched. This is true. Listen, I, I just want to just jump out of this in, right in the front of the episode. Um, in Deep Rising, the, the most recent episode, and a few other ones, Joe has made a point to explain that we're a show that's about celebrating movies. Yes. And talking about movies that people have fucking forgotten about most of the time. Probably more than 90%. Unfortunately, this is that maybe 9 to 10% film where it's just not going to be roses, guys. Oh, it stinks. It stinks big time. Yeah, this this here's here's the thing. Like I always kind of invoke House of the Dead as the worst thing we watch because there's layers of terribleness to it that just make the whole experience bad and then Uvable being unlikable makes it worse. This is like the other it's like the pendulum swung the other way where it's like, wow, this is just bad for no fucking reason. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's terribly boring. Yeah. That is the problem. It's an unfunny comedy, which uh, is just like, hey, congratulations. You've now performed the most basic of failures. Right. But it's also that on top of this. Honestly, I thought it was kind of cool uh, environment they built for themselves. This fucking moon colony with all this like propaganda like uh like Blade Runner meets uh, Total Recall. Cooper City 1? Yeah, kind of. It's the mob on the moon. How is this boring? <laughs> yeah, how did you blow it? Barely mob on the moon. I just, I sit here and wonder, you know, I talk about this sometimes on the show that the writers, like, what the fuck were they thinking? But this movie, like, was anybody thinking? Like, did people just get a script and a fucking check and say, I'll do it? Yeah, I guess. But, like, why are we on the fucking moon doing this? <gasps> you couldn't think of anything better. now Because it's sci-fi. Again, let me just come, let me put the fucking needle back real quick. Sure. You know, we just said none of us has actually seen this. I thought 
it was like a Flash Gordon ripoff or something. No, same. That's what I thought this movie was. Especially with the goddamn poster. Yeah, just the just the title alone reads like some kind of 1950s like space opera that you expect like like wacky laser guns and fucking spacesuits and ridiculously dressed aliens, and then you just get oh, this is a bunch of regular ass people. Yeah, there's no like. There's no, like, Dick Tracy tone to it. or Okay, so here, dig this. I was thinking about this before. Now, what if you did, uh, like, a Dick Tracy in space on the moon, but it's a comedy with Eddie Murphy, and everybody's everybody's kind of like, yeah, see? Well, we're going to get the fucking whatevers. I think that would be amazing. I don't know. I'd kind of be into that. I'd see it. And then Eddie Murphy would just be funny, and it should be rated, you know, R. Right. Because... You know, you mean like if everyone's tongue was just planted firmly in their cheek and it was all just one big joke that everyone was in on? Yes. As opposed to this, like, this this fucking, like, wet fart of a fucking movie that just, it's it's like a dry hump of a film. Like, no one gets anything out of it. Yeah, but, like, it's not even, it doesn't even go to the silly parts that it should go. Right, Or right. the silly places it should go. It's all very lukewarm. You know what it needed? Aliens. That's what it needed. Yeah. Like weird, stupid creatures walking around. Needed a giant blue opera singer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and probably some Chris Tucker. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Chris Tucker opposite fucking Eddie Murphy? I mean, at least you would have had some energy in this movie because nobody's fucking got any. Oh, that's the worst. The, I, the only person that looked like they were legitimately trying to make this work was poor Rosario Dawson. Uh, everybody else looked like a fucking robot, no pun intended. Uh, well, they kind of were. <laughs> Did you guys know this movie takes place in the moon? Oh, my lord. No. Uh, yeah, so as Connor alluded to, I'm just going to plot crunch this real quick. Uh, Eddie Murphy is Pluto Nash, and uh, he runs a fucking club on the moon, and some bad guy gangsters don't want him to run the club anymore. They want to buy him out, and uh, he doesn't want to sell, so they blow his fucking club up. And then um, he's chasing them. They're chasing him. He's trying not to die. Uh, he travels across the moon for some reason. He's a club owner. And I'm taking a fucking nap. Because what the fuck? Yeah. I was, like, dissolving into my chair at some point. How do you fuck this up? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. know. It's not entertaining at all. No. God damn it. Being trapped in your own home with a bad comedy, which is, like, nothing happening, is dangerous because there's too many distractions, like, calling for your attention that you frustratingly cannot indulge in. He's like, no, I have to finish this so I can talk about it later, <laughs> but I truly don't want to experience this anymore. <laughs> the worst part to me, too, is, because I'm just going to start getting right into this yeah let's just get into it when pluto's introduced you find out which is was kind of funny to me on some level he's a he was a former smuggler yeah he's han solo he's black han solo he's treat williams yeah we got the boring epilogue (laughs) why didn't we see that part of his life that's what should have been happening Right? He should have just been a smuggler. Why do you have to be a former smuggler? Fuse this with Beverly Hills Cop and you got something good. Yeah. I would have rather seen a movie about a smuggler who at the end retires from being a smuggler and opens a nightclub to to give himself some semblance of, like, relaxation and peace. But now now we just open up and he's like, hey, I had a cool job before, but now I just want to own a club. (laughs) Yeah, well, the way he gets this is ridiculous, too, because, like, he's in this fucking bar and Jay Moore is on stage doing a, like, a Roddy Pipe or an impression or whatever the fuck like <laughs> he's a scottish crooner and that got a laugh out of me because i thought that was funny well and his name's anthony frankowski yeah and even eddie murphy's like what the fuck are you talking about a scottish a scottish crooner yeah what is he he's like yeah you should change your name he's like what would i change it to he's like uh what about tony anthony that's italian that sounds good tony francis oh tony francis <laughs> right, right 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 yeah he's like why don't you just do an italian thing 
And he ends up becoming like a big fucking singer or whatever. Yeah, knock off fucking Sinatra. The, the, yeah, the, the Frank Sinatra of the moon. Moonatra. It's stupid. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. So these mafia guys come into this place, and this fucking place is disgusting. There's like, come on the fucking chairs, <laughs> and like shit all over the walls of the bathroom. This is like where the garbage pail kids hang out. Oh, yeah. It looks like the blob just moved through this room. Like, everything's got a <laughs> film on it. If the blob moved through this, it'd be a lot fucking cleaner. That thing eats everything. Yeah, sure. Like a fucking, like a scrubbing bubble, that thing would clean this place. Fucking Eddie goes in the back to take a leak, and he's looking around the kitchen. Looks like there's just mold growing on everything. Yeah. He goes, he goes, he takes a leak, and he goes to fucking use the damn faucet, and just brown stuff comes out of it, so he pulls out a fucking wet wipe. <laughs> To do what? I don't know. I, I guess clean his hands. I, yeah, right. Which is fortunate because he just missed the Draniac coming to get him. This is true. I mean, plum, plum, plumbers here did clean your bar. Oh, we got Draniacs on the moon now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's cleaning out that fucking bar, though, for sure. Drinking all that fucking whiskey. These mafia guys come in and they're like gonna kill Jay Moore because he owes them twelve million dollars. And they look really bored. Yeah, and Eddie Murphy's like, hey, I know your brother fucking Tony Cheesecake or whatever. I used to play cards with him. <laughs> it's Burt Young, by the way. Yes. I'm sorry, but yeah, it is Burt Young. From fucking Rocky, Pauly. Yep. And uh Yeah. He he basically they play that old joke where it's like, Oh, uh, don't you know he's like, Oh, you're they have this this fucking running joke throughout the entire movie where it's like Pluto ha- someone says Pluto's first name and the other person goes Pluto Pluto Nash like he's the only motherfucking Pluto on this planet. Yeah. Everyone knows who the fuck this dude is. Yeah, like oh you're that great smuggler that went to jail and got out question mark. Yeah, but it's just like he'll say his first name and people just don't they're not like Pluto Mercury? <laughs> Pluto Prune? No. Crabapple? No, Nash. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm the other Pluto Nash. <laughs> it's just a weird conclusion to make, uh, like, the second you learn a person. Oh, you're, are you this guy that my fucking brother was in prison with for 20 years and he's good friends with? Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, you mean cheesecakes? I, oh. But they said, like, somebody else's last name or their actual last name, and it's like that old joke. Yeah. Not joke, but like the old thing, like, in Jersey and New York where it's like, no one knows who they are, but it's like... Angela cheesecake yeah exactly exactly joey joey bananas it's like running into someone named barnaby wapplethorpe like you're gonna remember that name well yeah or like tommy two times or some shit but yeah so he like makes a deal with them well they're they're about to murder jay moore by just like lackadaisically pouring a (laughs) picture that says battery battery acid acid. on the side of it and they put a funnel in his mouth and yeah they're not really into it and it's like what a roundabout way to go about murdering someone like first of all it's gonna take like an hour for him to die like why don't you shoot him well why don't we shoot a lot of people in this movie you don't want to depressurize the fucking place oh this is true yeah what is significance of pouring battery acid down his throat like what (laughs) what point are you trying to you to go you to go sleep with the door cells (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna sleep with the energizer bunny fuck face question um, is there another bubble outside of the city that keeps it pressurized? Is that what we're doing? I think. Because when they're driving later, they're just driving out of the city. So they make a fucking deal, and so Eddie Murphy incurs Jay Moore's debt, and he's like, hey, if you give me the club, let me, give you know, give me the club, and then I'll make the money back, and then I owe you the $12 million, right? So we're talking that Eddie Murphy's out on his ass, just out of prison, and he's going to clean this club up, 
in the next scene, and he's just fucking making <laughs> money hand over fist. What a weirdly bold gamble to make, too. It's like, how much is how much is he in debt? Twelve million? Ah, I got this. He goes to Burt Young. He's like, yeah, you know, with uh, with with Frankowski fucking running this place, it's a shithole. He's like, if I ran it, be you know, it would make a ton of money. It's in a ideal location. Yeah. And Burt Young's like, let's have a drink. Well, that's the whole thing. It's just a dive because the guy's trying to be a Scottish crooner. Yeah, and no one wants to be there. Like that's the gag. Like Jesus Christ. Like yeah, and I guess his buddy Eddie Murphy's the only one that comes to like cheer him on. Uh, why? Good question. I asked myself that at least a dozen times during the film. Why? How? What? There are a lot of passage of times in this movie that do it right. Like right here. We're going to cut right from the shithole to when the club's up and running and it's brand new and it's all fun. Right. But then later we like charge a robot real time. Yeah. Just to pad it out. What the fuck? I'm just saying. Uh, robots, by the way, in this film. Uh, yeah. They are not what you might be thinking. We'll get to that shit. Um, so yeah, Eddie, he's, he's, uh, he's got this place fucking happening. It's like a club in Seaside. It's fucking popping. Yeah, and fucking Miguel Nunez is there. Yeah. D- doing God knows what. I don't know. I-, I don't know. He shows up for about ten minutes and you never see him again. He's eating enchiladas or some shit. Everyone's doing those weird sci-fi dances that look really stupid, but everyone's doing it so it's fine it's like they're dabbing with one arm like repeatedly (laughs) yeah (laughs) so fucking rosario dawson comes in and she's like hey you you she goes up to eddie murphy and she's like oh you my dad owes you one and he's like no your dad owes me one or whatever he ruined my car (laughs) you want to work here and she's like i want to sing he's like nope you're gonna do you're going to be a waitress. Okay. Yeah, because her moon card expired. Okay, the fucking moon stuff. <laughs> like, it's like I've, I put on my moon pants and forgot my moon card and got into my moon car and then went to my moon job. Here's my moon gun, even though it works like a regular gun. Oh my god, these guns also. Why Why does Eddie Murphy have a gun that looks like Iron Man made it? I don't know. They all look like stuff that Nicolas Cage would use in Face Off. Yeah, but do they shoot like plasma? I don't... I guess? I don't know. They hit people and do, like, no visible damage to them, but they react as if it's, you know, awful anyway, so. They made them, like, lasers, so I guess when they shoot people, there's no blood, I guess. Sure, because you gotta keep that rating down. Oh, yeah. It's like the Battlefield Earth lasers that go pew, and then, like, there's no impact shot, whatever. It's just this, like, (laughs) straight line across the screen. So, Joey Pants comes back <laughs> welcome back joey he's back in the mdu so he's he you know he he left joe montagna and that other guy from little giants and he fucking flew to the moon yeah flew to the moon and got a bad wig <laughs> he's like i'm done with you i'm going to the moon i don't wear a hairpiece he says well he does in this film because oh my god <laughs> it's like it, it, it would be as if jtt had a fucking hair piece that he lent to him oh yeah it's like hair plugs it's like a little boy haircut he comes in with victor vernado which i feel like i've seen this guy in other stuff but like just to paint a little bit of a picture for anyone at home that doesn't know what this guy looks like he, he basically looks like an albino but like not as pale he's an albino yeah oh he is an albino yeah. yes yeah they, they arrive on the planet and they start heading towards the club and uh you know, you also meet this other character that we've kind of like somewhat hinted, but Randy Quaid, who is this fucking bald robot with a fucking gray suit on. He looks like fucking Dr. Evil. <laughs> he kind of does. With, with, with a fucking chip in the back of his head. What the f- Fuck, like, it looks exactly the same, especially from a distance. You're like, wow, silver jumpsuit, bald. Like, <laughs> um, no, okay, Kevin Spacey playing Dr. Evil 
and then gets dumped in the toxic waste barrel from RoboCop, and that's what he looks like. There you go. I think that adds up. Melted ice cream Michael Myers. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole time Randy Quaid is talking like this. He talks like this, and he's got big teeth in his mouth, and he talks like this. He's like, I'm a fucking, I'm Bruno, the robot guy. And his voice is modulated. It's embarrassing, even for Randy Quaid. Hey, Connor, did you know that he's a number 63 model? Did you know this movie takes place in the moon? Did you know I don't give a fuck and I'm going to take a nap? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's a 63, and they bring this up repeatedly because I guess he's like an old model, and Eddie Murphy like won't upgrade him or get rid of him because he's like known him for 20 years from when he was a smuggler. So I guess he's Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm shocked. You know, those 63s were always a bit twitchy. <laughs> So, yeah, Eddie Murphy, he runs this club, and he's, you know, as it's wrapping up for the night, uh, Rosario Dawson finishes up her shift, and uh, Miguel's like, oh, yeah, take up this... uh, Also, his name's Miguel in the fucking movie, by the way. Yeah, right? Like, you're so lazy, you can't even give him a fucking name? Nah, yeah. Uh, Just call him Miguel. Hey, he's only in one more scene, fuck (laughs) it. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) He's doing me a favor. So, Rosario brings this fucking liquor up to to Eddie Murphy in his office-slash-room... And, uh, <laughs> what is it, like, p- pieces to a fucking martini? Yeah, it's like fucking dry vermouth and, like, uh, gray goose in, like, a, a jar of olives. And he, like, what does he do? He, like, takes a huge swig out of the vermouth and then, like, eats some olives and then drinks a big swig of fucking gray goose. And he's like, yep, that's the stuff. Yeah, because Rosario Dawson's like, you want me to mix it for her? He's like, I already got the perfect recipe, and, and he, he slugs that, and he's like, ah, perfect. And then everybody walked off set, and this movie was never made. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, if, if Eddie Murphy were drunk, imagine what a better performance that would be, instead of just this, like... He'd be smiling a lot more. Yeah, Eddie Murphy with a tranquilizer dirt shoved all the way up his ass. Oh, my God. And he's talking like his dad, like at the bar in the barbecue bit. And he's like, motherfucking <laughs> come to the moon, and you fucking burn down my goddamn club. Gus, what the fuck? Gonna Google. Gonna Google. I wish that happened, but it doesn't. I wish this movie had comedy. <laughs> Joey Pants comes in with a fucking albino, and he's trying to, you know, buy the club from Eddie Murphy for 10 million fucking space bucks. 10 million Hillary's. Which is, I mean, which is less than the fucking debt he was in. Right. People just throw millions of dollars around this movie like it's no big deal. Like, Oh, Eddie Murphy has an endless supply of Hillary's. Well, he must be making, again, he must be fucking making bank. Also, the name of the fucking money in this movie is are Hillary's. Instead of dollar bills. Or, well, you know, like, if it's like a Jackson or a fucking, you know, Hillary's president on the moon, I guess. Is that a joke? Okay. I think that's what they're going for. Moon bucks. Moon bison bucks. You see fucking Miguel with like a big chest and he's like, oh, I'm taking this. I'm taking me home. (laughs) And it's just a fucking chest full of bison bucks. Runs towards a guy and kicks him in the head. (laughs) Um, DJ, by the way. Yes. Um, Street Fighter. Episode whatever coming from Movie Dumpster soon, I hope. Uh, yeah, maybe one day. I hope so. <laughs> we got the whole fucking roster now between this and Deep Rising. I know, Sagat's in there. <laughs> we got we got everybody. <laughs> we got... Frankenstein. I think we're missing Van Damme. <laughs> I, I think that's it. He was, he's also Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still blowing your mind, Connor? Oh, every time. <laughs> So yeah, he does. He doesn't want to sell. And when we're sorry, Dustin's talking to him. He keeps getting a call from fucking uh, Joey Pants, and he keeps hanging up. He's like, "It's late. Stop calling me. I'm not selling." Joey Pants is on the screen, and he's just like, "All right, Nash. He, you, you got 
One more chance to take the $10 million. Stop ghosting Nick Fury. <laughs> Nobody ghosts Nick Fury. Bye. And then they blow up his club. And this is the end of Miguel because he gets burned alive. <laughs> Yep. Barbecue Miguel. They don't look for his body, but he also never returns to the film, so I, I'm not really sure what happens to this guy. I'm just going to assume he's blown up in this explosion. He became the moon's dark man. Oh, oh. Sign me up for that one. Um, I have a question. Go ahead. Does the phrase Eddie Murphy action star confuse and enrage you? Yes, and I was just going <laughs> to say that because... It feels so out of place. Yeah, because even Beverly Hills Cop, like, he's a crafty man who uses his wits to get out of situations, and when he has to pick up a gun, he's good with it, but, like, he's not diving over bars and dual-wielding and doing, like, judo-tossing people like he is in this movie. I'm like, this is weird. Well, that's not entirely true, but again, like, it's just a different flavor, Beverly Hills Cop, on the whole. Like, he's just a wisecracking cop. He's not, like... Pluto Nash, smuggler, club owner, douche guy, whatever's. Yeah, he's not a super cop. Right, but but for lack of a better terminology, like, Beverly Hills Cop is rooted in reality. You know what I mean? And I don't know, when you're trying to mix that up here, like, the, the ridiculousness of trying to take this seriously is oh, yeah. ludicrous. It's hard. Like, yeah. Like, when that thing explodes, you're supposed to be like, oh, it exploded. Oh, it exploded? I want to know why his goddamn apartment didn't go up in flames if that was the whole goal was to blow this fucking joint up. Uh, the whole thing should have went up, right? Well, that's because everyone in this movie is bad at their jobs. There's no movie here anyway. Yeah. That's the thing. The plot is fucking paper thin. There is a very, like, fishing line, you know, through line in this film that, that it's falling apart at, at its seams all the way up to the finish line. It's very Dragon Ball Evolution in that department. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not laughing as hard as I was during Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> there is, like, a solid 30 minutes of this film that just don't need to be there. Because, honestly, like, everything up until pretty much the club, like, his club, I didn't hate. Like, him and Jay Moore's fucking shitty bar that's, like, he doesn't want to touch anything. Pretty funny. Yeah. But the second, like, he, he basically, uh, you know, gets more money than he knows what to do with, and then, like, shit starts going downhill, it's like, I I, I, might, I didn't smile again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, like right here, it, it's this point that it lost me. Right. And then I was like, what is this supposed to be? And then... We don't get another joke for another 40 minutes. And I'm like, right. Because then the rest of the movie becomes, like I said earlier, it's if you took Total Recall and you cloned it too many times and you're left with this like <laughs> like awful, like two-armed, one-eyed abomination who's just like, please kill me. That was the best analogy that anybody could give this film. Yep. See you at the party, Richter. <laughs> Open your mind, Eddie. But it's also like, it's like, also, Blade Runner and... Please. <laughs> Why? Because there's a neon Chinese food sign? Not like Blade Runner. No, I would agree with to a point just because it's trying to do that. I don't. It doesn't execute on it, but it's trying. Somebody was like, hey, you ever see Blade? I like Blade Runner. Let's put that in there. Let's put the noodle guy in there. I saw a picture of it once. <laughs> yeah, I saw that screen grab. Yeah, right. On somebody's fucking flip phone. <sighs> so, yeah, then Eddie... Rosario Dawson and fucking Bruno, Dennis fucking Quaid's uh, robot character, are the only survivors. Dennis Quaid, that would be interesting. Oh, Randy, yeah, Dennis Quaid, I meant Randy Quaid. <laughs> Imagine if it was Dennis Quaid. I wish. And he's fucking method acting this character. <laughs> I'm trying to channel my brother. Like, he'd probably nail it, honestly. He'd probably do a better job than Randy. <laughs> 
no doubt in my mind. Well, he becomes Tetsuo, is what happens. Yeah. Unfortunately, if that was the case, he would actually be an effective bodyguard if it was Dennis Quaid. S- start sticking fucking pieces of metal in himself. I'm I'm a cyborg. And when he's when he's not filming, he's like, "Someone please plug me in." They go, "Dennis, it's plug me in." <laughs> Where's the French maid thing? Uh, oh, whoops. <laughs> Okay, so Eddie Murphy, he runs outside with these two, and he's looking around to see if he sees anybody that blew up his fucking club, and he sees this Stannis Baratheon-looking motherfucker, and so he sees this Stannis-looking bastard run off fucking firing a gun at him as he's fleeing, and he he starts going in pursuit, and Rosario Dawson goes to Bruno, oh yeah, let's go after him, and they're running, and Bruno's just basically running like he's jogging, and she goes, uh, can't you go any faster? This is my maximum speed. I'm like 63, this is as fast as I go. This is the vehicle's top speed. (sighs) And then Eddie chases this guy for, like, a solid four or five minutes through this fucking city. Yeah, and, like, the entire time, I don't even think I raised an eyebrow. I'm just like, okay, here we uh, go. It's the most lackadaisical or lackadaisical fucking chase sequence. Everything in this movie is executed with a shrug, like, all right, I guess we're doing this. Yeah, like, what is even... Sp- like, there's so many people there to kill him at this point, and then you find out, again, like, okay, this is, like, a thing... Uh, when Bruno comes out of the Bruno and Rosario Dawson, Bruno and Rosario, fucking Randy Quaid and Rosario Dawson come out of this fucking club. There is, there is no Randy, only Bruno. The dude runs away. Uh, that like shot at Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy chases after him. But then, like on the side, there's this guy on a fucking catwalk, Henry Wu, and he's like John. John, I'm taking the dinosaurs, John. There's nothing you could do about it. No. Yeah, and then Vince D'Afrio comes in and he gets fucking tackled by a raptor, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> Better movie, Raptors on the Moon. Oh my god, with fucking little helmets and spacesuits and everything? Don't. Asylum Pictures will make it. Don't put it in the air. Well, I don't want Asylum to make it, but throw $100 million out and see what happens. What if the moon is a dinosaur? Mm. It's a dinosaur egg. Oh shit, and Daisy comes out of it? It's a dinosaur eye, and it zooms out. I've seen Dr. Who? <laughs> um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, Bruno can like he does it a couple times in the movie where he fucking listens to a call. He can like hone in on people's phone calls and or what people are saying, and then he says it, but he doesn't hear what he's saying. It, it, yeah, and that's the jo- that's the joke that uh, because he always asks people like, oh, what did they say? But he says it. Yeah. Anyway, case in point is they find out that like there's a hit on. Pluto Nash. So it's not just Joey Pants trying to kill him. Like, it's apparently everybody in the city's after him now, right? Yeah, every gangster, for lack of a better term. <laughs> what is this, Mosaisley? Like, <laughs> I don't know what they're supposed to actually be. Like, who, what, like, what is, I know it's a criminal organization, but like, what are these fucking people? Fucking baseball furies show up. Yeah, I, I don't know. Boba Fett's in the background. Yeah, IG-88's <laughs> loading its gun. Oh man, I would have liked to see that. IG-88 versus Eddie Murphy. Fucking sign me up. Just shoots in the movie's over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the quickest fucking $5 they can get from me. No disintegrations. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what they're called. Gangsters, bad guys, fucking criminals. I, I don't know. Guys trying to get Murphy. Yeah. Goons. Yeah, there you go. Goons. Mo- moon goons. There we go. Moon goons. Okay, yeah. So the moon goons. Dick Tracy villains. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna, that's going to stick. Eddie basically chases this Stannis-looking bastard into this fucking bar and he's got him at, like, uh, gunpoint, and then he looks around, and the albino and all these other people have guns pointed at him, so he he grabs this guy by the neck, and he's, he's holding him as a meat shield, and he goes, yeah, you know, if you're going to shoot me, you got to shoot through, our, through your friend, and, you know, since they are moon goons, they shoot their friend. 
this was the first time I was like, don't just do Total Recall, stop it. You're expendable, you know what I mean? Jesus fucking Christ. These, uh... Did anyone else catch these this fucking score? It's uh um it's all over the goddamn place. Right? Okay, so I'm not crazy because there is a point in this specifically this shootout where there is one score playing over the other one. <laughs> I missed that. So there's like this pseudo Futurama orchestral score, and then there's like a fucking like, uh, like clubhouse music playing, but like angry, like 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 action sequence clubhouse music. I will say the music of this movie is awful. It just keeps fucking bouncing back and forth, and sometimes yeah. playing at the same time. And I'm like, what the fuck? Sometimes it's like, here's some tango music. We don't know why it's here, but here it is. Here's a bunch of bad fucking covers for a scene or whatever oh my god they shoot the meat shield and he fucking is like oh shit and he dives across this fucking bar and he's like behind it as like 30 fucking guns go off at him and then somehow they like escape they like run away and this is the part where eddie murphy's like oh rosario dawson you have to come with me for the rest of the movie and she's like but why i just want to go home and he's like no 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 (laughs) There's a biometric thing that they they saw your face. You have to come with me for the rest of the movie. And she's like, okay. Why would I do that? (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, yeah, because they're saying, like, once you get on the planet, you know, they're taking pictures all the time, which is like, "Eh, unfortunately, where this world is uh, going. But uh, that's how he convinces her to stay with him. You know how many cops are in this movie? None. Exactly zero. So what the fuck are we talking about? They can't afford moon cops. <laughs> they don't got enough Hillary's for that. There's no Koopa cops anywhere, man. Like, I would have loved that. Dudes with spikes all over them or something. Oh, yeah. There's no cops because the moon goons had a summit in the Central Moon Park uh, where they announced that they outnumbered the police 60 to 1, uh, but then someone shot Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if this is the same universe Spaceballs exists in. <laughs> well, wherever Spaceballs is happening, I want to go watch that instead. I'd rather watch the Mr. Coffee. So would I. I'd love to watch it, drink it, do pretty much anything to it besides watch this movie. I had to make coffee as this movie ended because, like, it was <laughs> fucking, it was stealing my essence. Like a fucking Skeksy. Uh, yeah, so like Joe said, they, they escape and, uh... They, they end up in this fucking hotel. Hideout, yeah. And Peter Boyle's there for reasons. I was about to say, is this where we meet Peter Boyle? And he has pizza and they play pool and talk about his whore mother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he drops Bruno and Rosario Dawson at this fucking hotel and he goes and meets Peter fucking Boyle. Also would like to uh, introduce our second Frankenstein actor into the MTU. Yeah, yep. The better of the two. No offense to Raul Julia. Funny, funny people in this movie. Nobody's fucking making me laugh. No. Now Peter Boyle plays it straight the entire film. Yeah, right? He doesn't have any li- any one-liners or jokes or anything. Eddie Murphy's like, why didn't you ever get together with my mother? And he's like, ah, she, she wouldn't marry me because I was fat. And he's like, well, why didn't you lose weight? And he's like, because I would have lost weight if she married me. As he stuffs a fucking pizza in his mouth. My mother, Pam Greer, by the way. Pam Greer. And she's looking good. She's still looking good. And this is 2002. She looks like she she could be your sister. Yeah, I don't know about that, but it's Pam Career for Christ's sake. There's also like a passing joke here. Okay, this is where we first get introduced to the whole cloning thing. Yes, cloning and and, and the supposed main bad guy, this Rex Crater character, both come up in this conversation with Peter Boyle. Rex Crater sounds like someone Flash Gordon would sucker punch. Right? And again, as these names and this shit's happening, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. That's the movie I kind of wanted to see was, like, Eddie Murphy, Flash Gordon. It's like a Buck Rogers character. Yeah, or, like, Buck Rogers, fine. That is his character before this movie. 
Straight up. Yeah, <laughs> we were robbed of the space opera. Yeah, we and it's a, it's a sucker punch, and I think that's why this fucking bombed, because it was like, what are you doing? You basically do the prequel. I mean, I'm not suggesting this as an actual movie. Don't, you know, don't take the words out of my mouth, but the prequel is his shenanigans on Earth and in space, and then he, he, it fucking ends with him in jail. Done. A better film. There's this whole fucking thing where he's like trying to clear his name and find out, find the one-armed man that framed me and killed me or was trying to kill me or whatever. I just don't need it. And and like, but yeah, the cloning thing, Peter Boyle says like, oh, this guy fucking Max Crater or Rex Crater, he's the fucking baddest motherfucker on the moon and he he lives in a fucking uh, penthouse suite at the top of fucking Moon Beach Hotel or whatever. And then, you know, that you know that guy I'm talking about, right, Ed? The fucking Rex Crater guy? He he cloned all of Michael Jordans and made the fucking Air Jordan basketball team. All right, I'm going to lie. That was the only other joke I found funny in this film. <laughs> I mean... You know, it's a good quick giggle. It, Air Jordans, it is. okay, sure. Yeah. And this is the point where I said, Oh, Rex Crater is Pluto Nash. You see, uh, I, you know, I guess I'll say it when I get to it. And I was like, it's going to be him, isn't it? It's, yep, okay, here we go. Then the rest of the movie, I'm just waiting to get to the end. (laughs) And then we'll get there when we get there. But what's next? The body modifying thing? Because Peter Boyle tips Eddie Murphy off to this chick yeah this clone doctor runa bedekin is she a clone doctor or a body modifier well there was the clone doctor that this person he sends him to worked for this woman runa okay uh, was the clone doctor but mona zimmer oh yeah mona mona zimmer is the name of this uh doctor body body modification doctor yeah and it's like a body so she modifies bodies and it's kind of a funny gag but like not really. Like, what if Eddie Murphy was tall? What if Eddie Murphy was just really sexist? What if, yeah, what if we made Rosaria Dawson's boobs and butt really big because Eddie Murphy likes big asses and titties? And he keeps saying for the entire scene, I think you need to make your ass bigger there, honey, because they're pretending they're like husband and wife. Yeah. This movie's comedic blade, I guess you'd call it, is just bad sex jokes. That's it. That's the only form of joke you get, and they're all just these duds. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, you've done this before, but funnier. Right. Why are you doing, like, I don't know, wasn't somebody like, that's not funny? Yeah, it was Eddie Murphy during the rewrites that were happening on set. Oh, Jesus. And I guess this is what he fucking came up with. Wow, okay. (laughs) That's really, that's poor. Like, just like ad-libbing on the spot? I, I want to read the original script. I Yeah, I mean, I'm not Eddie Murphy. I mean, I'm, I got to give him a little credit here and there, but it just didn't work in this movie. No, not at all. No, everything's very uninspired is the word I would use. Yeah, uh, yes, that, that's precisely the word I'd use. So they go on the thing, and they, and, they, and they fucking trick this woman into thinking they're, like, the cops, even though there's not a cop to be had in the fucking town. <laughs> they go outside, someone goes, what are you dressed as? Cops, what are those? What? A what? <laughs> uh, moon cops? Oh, oh, okay. Very well, officer. Oh, the moon police. Okay. <laughs> no one's ever seen a moon cop before. Yeah, anyway, they shake this woman down, and she's like, oh, oh. Uh. She tells them that the, the woman that she used to work for, Dr. Runa, had a client that she walked in on 
with a briefcase that said WZW, and that's all she remembers. Yes. World Championship Wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> Zolk Zogan is the uh, champion for 20 years. Zolk they were, Zogan. They were bought by the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> the Zundertaker? <laughs> ZM Zunk. Zinsick Man. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Zostin. Yeah, he goes by also Z, uh, what would that be to the fourth? Uh, I don't know. Zone stalled. Z to the fourth power. Yeah, there you go. That'd be a t-shirt, just a fucking skull with that on there. Just a skull, well, a skull with like a four in the top right corner. <laughs> Zone stalled. Yeah, it's impossible to pronounce. Nobody can say that in a promo. No, the Zaddle Snake. My name's not Stone Cold, it's Zone Stone. Zut. I'm Zunning, Zunning Steve. Zut. We want to talk about this so bad. It's... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they get this at this... WZW, and they head back to the fucking hotel, and uh, he, he Pam Greer, yeah, Pam Greer calls his mom. She shows up, or no, she's there. Yeah, she's at the fucking hotel. She's like, I knew you'd be here. She was talking to Bruno the whole time. She was smoking weed with Bruno. She sure was. Yeah, was she fucking lighting it on top of his head because his face is toasty brown? <laughs> Bruno is smoking out of his head. She was probably fucking freebasing him. Sure. Covered in fucking rum. (laughs) That's bad. You'll get locked, Joe. You shouldn't smoke out of metal. No, you shouldn't do that. Richard Pryor sends his regards. Yeah. R.I.P. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And Pram Greer's there, and it's sad because it's just like, this is stupid. Why are you in this movie? And Eddie Murphy's like, hey, Mom, you're here. I need to get off the moon. You need to get off the moon because people are trying to kill you. Okay, let's get off the moon. And then Q-Tip and fucking... uh... The guy's name's actually Kelp, I believe, in the film. Kelp? Yeah. They only say it once right at the end. Kelp and Mogan. (sighs) Ah, it's gonna be Joey Pants and Albino, I'm sorry. It's Joey Pants and Q-Tip. They're fucking... They come up to the... Q-Tip? I like (laughs) Q-Tip. Isn't there just, like, more assassin hijinks here where they just show up and then... uh... Oh, they show up and then Eddie Murphy and the gang go to the next fucking room over... Like, to surprise them, and they just, like, knock the wall over on top of them? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's like a giant, like, yeah, it's almost like a pull-out bed, but it's the entire wall instead. Yeah, it's like a fucking, what do you call, a a Murphy bed, right? Is that what it's called? I I think think so. so. And they kick this fucking thing down. Should have killed both of them, to be honest. (laughs) Well, I think it does, and, like, him and Randy Quaid are, like, jumping on the wall to kill these guys. The guy under Murphy's like, I might survive this. The guy under Quaid is just, like, mush. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's a fucking robot. The thing's got to weigh like a couple thousand pounds easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruno just violated one of your prime directives. <laughs> and he's blowing down fucking doors and shit. Eyes him off is rolling in his grave. Just can't hurt, you can't hurt people. I didn't see the person. He has flashbacks to Independence Day because that's like what his brain was like rebuilt inside of. Oh, my God. When he was hit by that beam and said, hello, boys, I'm back. Did he get like teleported to the moon and like reconfigured? Yeah, well, some of his brain did. He went like Wonka vision to the moon and then they just his brain though and then they put it in this fucking robot like bicentennial man and every time a microwave goes off he loses his vision (laughs) and pisses his pants (laughs) the independence day lasers work the same way that asteroids work in the mario brothers universe where they do things that just are scientifically nonsensical (laughs) i mean it's randy quaid the man's a fucking enigma i wouldn't be shocked by any of this Like, like, turn you into a robot and put you on the moon. And they built civilization around him. Did you know this movie takes place in the moon? Uh, Did you know Eddie Murphy's hotel room was 3D? Uh, oh, no. Uh, 
<laughs> so, so yeah, so they push this bed down. They all run out. Pam Greer's got a gun. Eddie Murphy's got a gun. The robot's got two two fucking guns like he's uh, Agent 47 or some shit from fucking Hitman. Fucking John Wicken all over the place. He keeps pulling. He keeps reaching into his fucking, like, uh, he's got, like like I said, this gray tuxedo or uh, this gray suit on, essentially. Like, yeah. He keeps reaching in and pulling out these gigantic fucking guns and just shooting moon goons. But never actually shoots anybody. No, yeah, I never see a, you know, any kind of laser or anything come out of his gun. Maybe once. No. Yeah, he just, like, sprays and prays and waddles around the whole time. He doesn't shoot anybody. Pam Greer comes out and wastes two fucking robots. And then they run away. And he fucking... And then Eddie calls Peter Boyle and gets moon suits? Yeah, moon suits, apparently. (laughs) And then they fucking go into a garage with the worst fucking CG, or or the the worst fucking green screen I've seen in a long time. Look like a goddamn cutscene out of Fallout 2. Oh my goodness. That key is terrible, and the background is awful, too. And I'm just like, come on. Like, why even have that? I mean, listen, it's only going to get worse from here, Joe. (sighs) So we steal a fucking car... And John Cleese oh is in the car. Uh, I was I was actually upset. So was I. He's like fucking. He's like Kit from Knight Rider, except you could see his face. But he's dressed like the fucking Johnny Cab guy. Yes. Yeah. I was also like the cab driver from Total Recall. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? But this time he's actually like John Cleese, and he can like talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a he's like a video on a screen. What a wasted comedic talent. Right. To show up on a screen and just be not funny. Was it though? Because honestly. He probably made a few million to show up in a studio for like a day. Right. Oh no, I mean, I mean for the the, the movies like sure, like yeah, no, any obviously. game and gold. Like it's just like, hey, there he is, and he will do nothing. Wouldn't it be funny if John Cleese was a fucking car? No, just turn him, just make him a car, making <laughs> caviar jokes and stuff, and about abusing women and, and like. Doing like stupid British accents. Yeah, make him a talking car. You know what's funny? In the Golden Child, when fucking Eddie Murphy sees uh the bad guy at the airport and he calls him Brother Noompsy. And he does he's like, Oh, brother Noompsy, blah 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 and he like does the whole bit, but like here it's just fucking stupid. Because there's no stakes, there's no nothing. He's like stealing the car and the car won't drive or whatever, so he's like faking his uh the driver. Whoever owns the car. and Well, yeah, and then John Cleese, the AI Cleese, tries to fucking call the cops, and he's like, ah, we already disabled that. And he's like, oh, you did? I guess I'm driving. Yeah, he's like fucking Zola. <laughs> Nobody would answer anyway. There's no cops on the moon. No. Yeah, who are you going to call the president? Just redirects you to moon goons. <laughs> this is moon goons. I called the cops. There's no cops. <laughs> Hi, this is the moon goons. We're coming for you. Bye. You got to call space balls. <laughs> They're the only ones that can take care of this. Watch out! Lone Star's coming. Yeah, Lone Star shoots across this planet like a fucking shooting star getting away from it, for God's sakes. He sees him, he's like, nope, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's not go to the moon. It seems like a silly place. And then they drive away. So so Eddie drives this fucking car in this, this space highway. Oh, excuse me, this moon way. This is a road <laughs> out of town, out of, a, out of a tunnel. They drive through the fucking the tunnel to the Kupahari Desert. That's where they're going. Yeah. This place is like a teleportation device. They're driving to some, like, base or what, or some kind of, like, fallout shelter that Eddie Murphy has that he would go to when he was smuggling to, like, lay low or whatever. But he also, like, left all the shitty smuggle just hanging out there. Yeah. It was like his, like, his... <laughs> Apparently. It was like his hideout, right? You think that's where he got the money to, you know, make club fucking Pluto? He just went there and, like, got it out of a safe? He was getting 5000 just for one of those freeze-dried chihuahuas, so... Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like... 
Real quick, there's this scene in the fucking car where he's like pouring champagne and caviar, and John Cleese goes, "Oh, are you going to get that woman drunk and take advantage of her?" And then he like turns around, and Rosario Dawson is asleep. <sighs> and then John Cleese is like, "Oh, guess your plan doesn't work for you." And then it just cuts, and I'm like, "What the fuck just happened?" Well, they got to make sure they show Rosario Dawson like snuggling up with Murphy because they got to plant that fucking seed. <sighs> he's known this woman for not even a day and she's already like I the only thing I care about is Eddie Murphy uh, question mark also rape jokes in this movie not appreciated oh god yeah um uh, did they, somewhere between this doesn't Peter Boyle pop back up for a quick minute well we get introduced to James Rebhorn first doesn't he the guy from Independence Day oh yes yeah this is the guy who's like where fucking Bill Pullman's like uh there's no Area 51, and this is the guy who's like, well, sir, that's not entirely true. It's that fucking guy. Yeah, and then and then Pillman fires his ass because he fucking knew about the aliens the whole time. and He can't do that. <laughs> he, he also knew about Bruce Campbell and Treat Williams, that whole thing. Yeah, I. you know what? I believe it. Yeah. Where they all split. Nathan Fillion coming out of the fucking uterus. What, he's like this MDU's like X-Files director? Like, Yeah, I think so. This fucking desk full of files and folders. He's like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> he slams it down and he's like, this case is tearing my life apart. My wife left me. My kids this hate me. Bullshit. So Randy Quaid is a creepy robot. Yeah. Because they, they, at this fucking moon base, apparently Eddie had this other one there that's like a fucking French-made robot. And he has this program and that he has set up on it that every time someone walks in the room, it fucking drops its uh, duster and bends over and goes, whoops. So you can see its fucking ass. This happens four times in a row. Like Linnea Quigley in fucking Night of the Demons when she's at the friggin' convenience store, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's an ass. It's not like... It's like flesh or like silicone or whatever is supposed to, it's supposed to be on the robot. Like he's fucking that robot. Yeah, and this happens like three, four times in a row. You're like, I get it. It wasn't funny the first time, and it sure as fuck isn't funny now. No. Um, and then it happens later in the movie again too. <laughs> yeah, and then Randy Quaid tries to fuck it. Yeah, or he slaps its ass or some shit. Yeah, he slaps the ass. Yeah. And Eddie goes to Rosario Dawson. He's like, "Yeah, it's an old program. Whoops, I forgot that was in there." Robots can't run, but they all—they're all horny for some reason. Oh, they want to fuck. So, like, what? When Pluto's hiding out there, he just sits there cranking his hog to this French <laughs> robot bending over. I think that's the gag. Real quick, there's a scene right before they go into this fucking thing where, like, Eddie Murphy's like punching in the code to get into this fucking thing, and we stop for like three fucking minutes while Rosario Dawson jumps around on the fucking moon to a cover of. Of dancing in the moonlight that's like a rap oh, song or some my shit. God. Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that part of the movie that I just like blah. I was like, well, brain shut off. Like, no, but like that's what happened when I saw it. Like, I shut down for a second and I'm like, what? He opens the door and I'm like, oh, that's right. That's what they were doing. They were going into the fucking shelter <laughs> or whatever. And like you were talking about, Joe, the FBI director from fucking Independence Day, he is this guy Belcher. Yes. And uh, Joey Pants and the albino work for him. Mm -hmm. And they go to him and say, well, you know, Pluto Nash got away and we didn't get him to sign a deed over. And Belcher is just like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Follow him. Like, find this guy. And kill him. Yeah, straight up. Because if he's dead, we are allowed to take his land. I guess. Is that the rights of the moon city? I guess. But then, like, <laughs> after we, I was done watching this movie, I looked up on YouTube some deleted scenes, 
And uh, they actually had scenes where they went to other bars and fucking, like, tried to intimidate other bar owners. And, like, they had literal deeds they were trying to get these fucking people to sign. And one guy wouldn't <laughs> sign it. That's <laughs> so fucking stupid. You're fucking mafiosos. What are you doing? Just break someone's ankle. Yeah. Yeah. One guy runs into a fucking alley, won't sign it, won't sign it. And then Joey Pants finally gets him to sign it. And then he throws him, like, a fucking thermal grenade and pushes him into an air vent. And he fucking sends him off. <laughs> into space and the motherfucker blows up with garbage. That is... What? Where was that in the movie? That is <laughs> really that's... dark for this movie. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's like pieces of that. Probably why they cut it. There's, But there's pieces of that in here and I'm like, this doesn't fit here. What are you trying to do? No, yeah, exactly. It doesn't know if it wants to be like a comedy or like a fucking uh, a, a mob movie or or like a drama or what? Well, we go back to this fucking space bunker and he's on the freaking, you know, AOL fucking search. Yes! <laughs> it's a fucking AOL thing. Were we still using that in 2002? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We were. Kind of a funny gag, in you know, if it was 2002. He was like, I have 300 more free hours. He got 50,000 free hours in a fucking box of cereal or some shit. That's what he was smuggling he was smuggling aol 50 hour discs <laughs> the discs <laughs> that you get in the mail which is why he left them all in that room because after he got a hold of all these things he's like wow no one uses this anymore except me so dude i remember when i was a teenager working at the local shop right and people would come in and ask for those fucking things all the time like you have any of those free 50 hour aol discs oh man no we don't sell those anymore i don't think AOL's a thing <laughs> now, do, you, do you have them though i still have aol do you have dial up <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll see if we have any. Are you dust? <laughs> they might be now. So Eddie Murphy, he goes on the comp- on AOL fucking search or what have you, and he just types in WZW, and he's like, I can't get any results. Well, that's because they were bought by the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> He, he makes it sound like he's looking it up with, like, a parameter, like, you know, crime syndicate people. But he's uh, he's literally just writing into this computer, WZW. Yeah. I, it's not coming up with anything. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Maybe your search is too general, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> not like WZW crime guy or whatever. Um, and then Rosario Dawson comes in. And, like, I thought this was going to be the start of a gag where... He's being sarcastic, but it's not because she walks up and she's like, oh, well, you're not getting anything with WZW. Well, what about MZM? I called that from a mile away. And he's like, oh, you you did it. You figured it out. Like, these are lines from the film. Like, he was like, oh. Samsonite. Oh. Yeah, but he's dead <laughs> dead serious. And he's like, oh, you did it. You figured it out. Oh, this is great. Uh, of course. I, I was looking at it upside down. It, this is brilliant. Yeah, why? Did, uh, that would have been my second thought. Like, if WCW. WCW. <laughs> if, <laughs> WC Fields didn't work. If WZW <laughs> didn't work, I would have been like, oh, what about MZW? It's kind of similar. Oh, you get what I'm saying. What about NWO? Yeah, Zulk Sogan's going to come out and fucking do a karate chop. <laughs> hey, brother, I didn't do it. I'm not the ki- I'm not Rex Crater or whatever. Rex Crater also sounds like a wrestling gimmick from the 80s. <laughs> but, like, yeah, if WZW didn't work, you might as well try MZM because it's like, you know, what the fuck? Why not? Maybe they read it wrong. I don't know why he needs someone else to tell him that. Why he's so flabbergasted. I don't know. It's just very s- stupid and cheesy 
And like not in a funny way. I'm Pluto Nash. I used to be a smuggler. I'm famous. People know me everywhere I go, but I can't figure out a simple puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> Letters confuse Pluto, Pluto angry. <laughs> Candy Graham from Mongo. Anyway. Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking that. Got to go where where choo-choo go. So he, he does MZM and uh, here comes Alec fucking Baldwin. <laughs> First four-second cameo. As an Italian mobster from Earth. He is fucking gabagooing all over the place. He's like, hey, I'm, fu- hey, I'm fucking Alec Baldwin or whatever. And he's like, hey, I ain't not a, I'm not a criminal. I look like a fucking criminal of you, Jesus. Uh, uh, and he fucking smacks this guy. And he falls down a set of stairs. And he's like, oh, I forgot the stairs was theirs or whatever. Now, excuse me. I have to go to a paleontology dig site and harass its uh, lead scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get turned into a monkey. See ya. Monkey. Um, And then doesn't uh, Pluto suspect that Rex Crater and this guy are the same person? Yes. He's like, it's Marcucci. He's Rex Crater. I I get it now because look at his briefcase. And he like does that whole bullshit where you can like zoom in on the camera and like enhance, enhance. I hate to break it to you, Pluto Nash, but I think you already cracked the case. I don't need, I don't think you need double confirmation here. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I want to point out it's like 45 minutes in this movie and the first like actual plot development has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're fucking, we are skimming because there's some good, it, it's, there's nothing happens. No. <laughs> but yet, like, this is like the first and only piece of, like, story development you get, and then it just hits a screeching halt again as more shenanigans go down. Well, he calls Peter Boyle to let him know, and he's yeah. like, there's no way. There's no fucking way. It's not Makochi. And then he's like, he's like, oh, I'll be back, because Peter Boyle used to be a cop, so he's like, I'm going to go to the head cop. The the chief or whatever the commissioner or whatever my FBI friend yeah and he's like he's like you know fucking Pluto Nash told me Mark Coochie's Marchu whatever the fuck his name is is, is Rex Crater Daniel Baldwin's brother <laughs> I wish it was Daniel Baldwin I'll, I'll take that yeah as as Rex Crater that would have saved this movie oh <laughs> my god yes I mean we haven't decided yet whether they're clones of each other you know you know. Deformations. It's the fucking the chair spins around. It's fucking beach whale. Daniel Baldwin's sitting there smoking a cigar. And where the fuck is Daniel Stern in this movie? He should have been the robot. Uh, you're painting a picture of a much better film that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you're dangling realities in front of me that I'll never get to experience. Billy Crystal is Rex Crater. Anyway, uh, uh, Peter Boyle's like, well, Marcucci's Rex Crater, and he's like, well, I guess you don't know who your friends are, and then fucking kills Peter Boyle in a fucking elevator, and that's it. And the guy's never mentioned again. Yeah. No. And then Pam Greer calls fucking Eddie Murphy um, on his AOL fucking TV phone, and she's like, oh, Peter Boyle's dead. He's like, oh my God, they killed Peter Boyle? Yep. Okay. Bye. Bye, Mom. And then he, like, screams down, and he's like, Bruno! And he looks down, and Bruno's, like, got the French maid on his lap and, like, throws her off. And he's like, Bruno, they killed Peter Boyle. And he's like, who? I was too busy trying to get it in. I was trying to do my Spock plug thing or whatever, he says. Oh, my God. Especially there's a scene later that... This robot has a penis. He sure does. Anyway, Joey Pants shows up with his fucking goons. He shows up with, like, a, a fucking luxury bus. <laughs> it's like if if the Weasel's van was, like, <laughs> futuristic. A two-story monstrosity. <laughs> yeah, a double-decker, yeah. It's like the bus fucking Harry Potter gets on in the third movie. Yeah, it's like you show up to a mob hit in a party bus. Yeah, it's like a Spice Girls tour bus. Only vacant vehicle in the lot. We didn't have a choice. Peter Jackson's driving it, and the fucking Beatles are in the front. Yeah, there you go. I... You... 
Listen, I'd watch that in a fucking heartbeat. Well, yeah. Just put holding his brains in with a fucking stapler. <laughs> yeah. There was no belt that was going to keep my brains in my fucking head watching this movie. No, mine were on my laptop. I think it's ruined, to be honest. For all we know, that guy crashed on the moon and died, so maybe he would show up in this movie. Yeah, yeah, with his, with his fucking chainsaw. I wish he could have taken it to fucking Eddie Murphy. Yeah, or anybody, for that matter, in this movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> started killing everyone that's on screen. They just find this fossil holding a chainsaw, and Eddie Murphy picks it up like it's a, that's a loot drop. <laughs> um and he and he's like possessed by uh Derek. He's possessed by Derek. <laughs> Just goes and works in an aviary. <laughs> and the movie's over in ten minutes because he chainsaws all of his enemies to death. Um but yeah, Joey pants arrives with his fucking goon squad. Moon goon squad. And uh The Toon Squad? Sure. Th- they attack. And Eddie and, and Rosario go into the fucking bathroom with Bruno, and he holds them down as the air compresses and blows everything out of the top with this fucking dome. And it rips the fucking maid's dress off, and we see the robot in her underwear, and that's funny. Hot robot, or whatever. Ha! I get you. There's your laugh. Listen, I'm not a joyless person, <laughs> but that was just stupid. <laughs> it was just kind of just like, okay. <laughs> That's, that's next his, that's this whole film though you're just like yeah all right what do you gotta do next okay can we get on with it or what oh you're doing that trick with your hand where it makes it look like you pull off your thumb what else can you do <laughs> ain't that a peach that would have been at least something i wasn't anticipating <laughs> so yeah they're in the bathroom and eddie and rosario they jump because there's you know they're on the fucking moon so there's no gravity and then uh they they go through the fucking ceiling and they start fighting these guys in hand-to-hand combat and then Bruno just, like, kind of casually, like, springboards himself out and pulls out his fucking Agent 47 guns and starts blowing fools away. But nobody dies? No, nobody dies because the same amount of people... It's like Joey Pants and, and Q-Tip fucking stay alive and there's still, like, a bunch of cronies that get into the bus. Uh, they make it to the fucking car and they, like, drive away and then... Did anybody else feel like this was like a total pod race scene? Yes. Yeah. Because that's what it feels like. Through a fucking like maintenance tunnel. Well, and then look at the uh, look at the timing of this movie. I'm sure it was very like, hey, we got a big enough budget. Of course, we can uh, replicate the at least thematically the pod racing sequence. Fuck it. So they hit a mushroom and make the secret jump into Wario's mine. I guess. <laughs> uh, of note too. Uh, this this fucking car bus monstrosity that Pantucci I uh, Pantucci I knew that was gonna happen eventually <laughs> Pantucci <laughs> I wish it was fucking Pantucci Kevin J O'Connor driving this thing <laughs> Pantucci get us out of here oh God he's getting away um Joey Pants this thing has a fucking like laser gun on the top of it so I want to ask why the fuck when they got to freaking Pluto Nash's hideout didn't they just blow his goddamn car up? before he had a chance to get into it. I don't know. Because everyone in this movie is a thundering dumbass. Yeah, but, but, it, and, like, he's got, also, Pluto Nash has, like, a chance to, like, shoot one of the goons, but instead he just, like, fights him. Like, just shoot him. You have a gun. Just kill that guy and the other guy. Well, this is also a society where a, 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 an effective way to kill someone is to slowly pour battery acid down their throat. This is also true. Yeah, good point. Well, you want him to suffer. He owes you $12 million. And he's Jay Moore. <laughs> I think more than one person wants to pour battery acid down Jay Moore's throat. (laughs) Jay Moore wants to pour battery acid down Jay Moore's throat. Remember that movie, Mafia? 
No? Okay. I was just talking about that movie. <laughs> Were you really? My girlfriend pulled up the fucking clip of the grandma farting and assassinating somebody. <laughs> and now I kind of want to watch the rest of it. So sue me. Excuse me. That was the line, yep. Uh, there's some funny parts <laughs> in that movie. But yeah, as, as as you guys are putting it, this fucking pod race is going down. And John Cleese is just screaming like a moron the entire time. I've been hit. He's C3, he's fucking C3PO and all over the fucking place. Oh dear, oh dear. And then they like hit like a, a speed fucking boost or whatever. And they fly over a fucking uh, a, a ditch or a canyon or some shit. And they end up landing in the fucking Exogorth's mouth. Yeah, well, then they immediately run out of fuel, and the car's about to fucking blow up. So they, they rush out, and, uh, you know, Joey Pants just sees it in the distance, and he's like, let's make our way over there. And they arrive, <laughs> and the back of this fucking car is just totally, like, e- exploded. And John Cleese is, like, the AI. Like, he's basically in a computer... Uh, it looks like he's like on part of a computer and he's like, hey, you know, I could tell you where they went. Just ask me. And they're like, everything looks like it's uh, OK. Even if they got out, they can't survive long. We'll just report back. They're dead. Yeah. Yep. Found them. Their eyeballs have popped out of their heads. De- completely decompression. <laughs> he's fucking Zola, dude. He very much is. I'm in the computer. So they drive off and the whole time John Cleese is just yelling. Um. Yeah. And they're just like, well, they're dead. Bye. And then, how long do you think John Cleese, you know, I know he's an AI. But, like, how long do you think he survived before his power gave out? I don't know. Do you think he was, like, hurting? I don't know, but he sure was, like, there alone on the fucking moon. I'm not programmed to feel pain. I'm not dead yet. I'm just programmed to be sassy. (laughs) (laughs) It takes forever to get to the final battle of this movie. Yeah. We still have one more minor character to introduce. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Fuck. And, like, I thought I was being attacked by VH1. Hold on a second, because <laughs> first, there is like 10, it felt like 10 fucking minutes that we're walking, and then we run out of air, and then fucking Randy Quaid is dragging these two bodies through the fucking moon dust, and then he runs out of batteries, and then it takes another fucking 10 minutes for Louis fucking Guzman to roll up in his fucking Puerto Rican mobile... <laughs> Literally. Like, straight up. Like, the the flags in there, he's got, you know, he's got Latin music blasting, yeah. singing to it. Which is whatever, but like, okay. Talking about how much he loves the 80s. <laughs> Him and Hal Sparks were there in the same car. I mean, this thing looks like a Winnebago, or like an RV or some shit. Yeah, man. It, it's, it, well, Spaceballs universe. There you go. It looks like a shag pad. Yeah, I was gonna say, we're fucking in this wagon. But he stumbles across them. And, uh, again, another character after he rescues Pluto Nash that is just just by saying, Hey, Pluto? Pluto Nash? Yep. Yeah, I'm Pluto Nash. Wow, you're the Pluto Nash? Wow, I really look up to you. That's why I became a smuggler. I'm your number one fan, he says. Sure. And Pluto's just like, okay. Cool. (sighs) (laughs) What does that get me? Well, I saved your life. Can you sign my helmet to your best friend that has stuck with me through thick and thin thick and thin yeah Pluto's like oh you saved us thanks can you save my robot and Louis Guzman's like I don't like robots man like I fucked a robot one time and it like went Terminator on me and punched me in the ribs and broke my ribs and my arm and Eddie Murphy doesn't say wow you love a movie from a hundred years ago yeah and then Eddie Murphy's like, well, if you don't try to fuck my robot, I'm sure you'll be fine. 
So he goes outside. Ooh. This is one of those things where it's like, okay, he's going to save the robot, but we're, we're just going to like not show that part and we're going to jump to wherever, right? The next scene. Right. Nope. Louis Guzman strolls out of the fucking uh, truck or spaceship, whatever the fuck you want to call it. The shag pad. Shag pad. And goes up to fucking Rainy Quaid. Puts fucking, puts like a bat- battery uh, hookups to his ears and then pulls his pants down and he has this literal metal rod for a dick and he fucking plugs the fucking plug on it and shocks him back to life. Was this movie written, actually written by a gaggle of unsupervised sixth graders? Uh, we're just showing the fucking charge of this robot for a dick joke and it's like, I could give a shit at this point. Like, it's not funny. When I said the Terminator's robot dick was really hard right now in Deep Rising for those machine guns, I didn't mean a literal dick. If it was a giant spinning drill, that's one thing. Oh, it was a Tetsuo dick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No. Almost. Sure. I take that over this little nub that he just attaches the negative fucking charge to. And he's like fucking moon goons with the fucking drill dick. See, that would have been something. Can you imagine he plugs him in like fucking Megatron from Tetsuo starts playing that awful, aggressive industrial soundtrack? Metal clanging shit happens. He goes fucking berserk. Or Randy Quaid just like grabs him by the head and says, don't touch me there. And just like pushes his eyes into the back (laughs) of his head. Pushes Louis Guzman's head down onto his fucking rod and electrocutes him. That's morbid. Mushy mushy. Yeah, mushy mushy indeed. Don't they get to a casino or something? Oh yeah, Moon Beach, baby. Moon fucking beach. And this is the point in the film when I said this movie is an hour and a half too fucking long. So to continue the the Puerto Rican joke with with Louis Guzman. He uh he he says he he gets imports from Puerto Rico like from Earth. Yeah, from Earth and he he offers them some clothes and they uh they wear them. <laughs> and then he looks like Tony Montana. Yeah, I was going to say he looks like a gangster. Um looks like Al Pacino. I just love that someone described this movie and they were given clothes and then they wear them. And that's a de- <laughs> and that is a development in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you just spelled it out for me, Connor. <laughs> My own words. I didn't even process it as I said them. It's like stereotypical, like, Puerto Rican clothes. Also, Louis Guzman's character is fucking Felix. And this Felix character is talking about how he has this fucking loaded die set, and he he offers it to Eddie Murphy just because he loves Pluto Nash. And he turns it down, but then, like, when they get the casino, Felix is just, like, winning fucking crap game after crap game after crap game with these dice. Yeah, with his fucking Sabak dice. Everyone's very open about their criminal, uh, like, talents or backgrounds in this movie. But since there's no police officers, I mean, why would you hide it? Oh, also, Moon Beach is the only place on the moon where gambling is elite, is legal. Uh, also, the only place where there's any semblance of authority figures because eventually someone does notice his loaded die. Not really, though. Like, they're just like, hey. Just more moon goons. Hey, you can't do that. And he's like, come on, man. And he's like, okay. All right, fine. <laughs> and nothing happens. Okay, and, uh... Apparently, Tony Francis is playing here. Oh yeah, yeah. He bec- yeah. Well, he's now a huge star that, and we didn't see any of this journey. No. Well, it's been seven years, Connor. They can't show everything. But they showed the robot dick. Yeah, and he became the Frank Sinatra of the moon. Moonatra. Fly me to the moon. Fly me to the earth, or whatever. And then we get like a full two and a half minute musical number from Jay Moore because I asked for that. Two of them. Yeah, him, him singing, dancing, slapping people's 
asses. And I'm like, why are you showing me two songs? Yeah. And again, it's not a giant blue opera singer. Nope. Don't give a shit. Sure isn't. There's nothing interesting about it, except why these dancers are wearing thongs, I don't know. Hey, it's like Vegas, man. It's gotta be like Vegas, I guess. Smutty. Or Miami Beach. I don't know. This movie, like Mario, wants to fuck, but like there's no other redeeming qualities about it. It's no. just like, yeah, everybody's horny, but it's not funny, or, or it doesn't really help anybody. Well, Jay Moore's really horny, because he met the perfect woman, uh, and uh, he cloned her, and you know, he doesn't know the difference now. There's no lizard men. There's nothing charming about it. It's just fucking while we're half asleep. You know what it's like? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like working all day and coming home and you want to fuck, but you're so tired. So, you you know, you just get it over with, kind of. Like I said, it's a dry hump. <laughs> it's just a fully clothed grind against a pillow. It's like nobody enjoys it. Nobody gets off. No, it's just like, oh, we should do this, I guess. That's what this movie feels like. That's what it's saying. And the punchline here is like, I cloned my wife. Now there's two of her. Why aren't you laughing? I get double the Fran Drescher. Yeah, they're going for that hard. She's like, ah, we made your mother's gravy or whatever's. And I'm like, he's not even Italian. He's fucking Scottish. <laughs> he's playing himself off as an Italian. And he's like, yeah, we made your mother's ganache. Gnocchi. And I'm like, it's just a gimmick. He's not even Italian. Oh, right. Yeah. He's as Scottish as, uh, I'm sorry, he's as Italian as the little girl in Priestaria was Scottish. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that. I was looking for fucking Ella in the pygmy dinosaurs i'm sure corpse fucker couldn't be far behind eobar was there i'm sure the whole fucking crew they're playing moon golf <sighs> there's this quick scene where there's like a slot machine that's trying to fuck bruno and she's like come on baby it's like a robot and it's like come on pull my fuck you want to you want to get lucky you think you're gonna score the jackpot with me or whatever's and he's like no i don't want to fuck you and she's like come on let's go to your room so he grabs the slot machine lever and he rips it off and she's like oh my god you're a fucking psycho and then <laughs> and then <laughs> that, the way you put that was funnier than the actual scene <laughs> yeah it's such a weird gag when you talk about it like that yeah and then she calls security and he's uh, and then like Eddie Murphy and Rosario and and the robot are walk Bruno's walking together and the security's like uh your robot fucking broke this other one in a sexual assault, so we're going to put it in a fucking cage until you come get it later or whatever. Also, doesn't Bruno have, like, a Robert Redford wig going on or some shit like that? <laughs> he sure does! Yeah, he was just going to bring that up. He borrowed fucking Joey Pants' wig for this scene. Because he has, like, Neil McDonough hair. Like Right, because the whole thing is all the robots in this film were fucking bald. Yeah. Uh, but they all still talk with a modulated voice and all act very robotic, so it's not really much of a disguise. Um, yeah, because they're like, he's he's from he's from Kansas. <laughs> yeah, it's the first instance in this movie where someone doesn't want to fuck something, too. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good observation. Also, who designed the, the slot machines to want to fuck you? That sounds terrifying. It's like a sensual thing... The way they're speaking is central, but they really just want you to play the game. Yeah, you pull the lever, it's like, yeah, baby. Like, yeah, fucking cherry, cherry, cherry seven. Nope. There you go. You missed my G spot. Um, so it, this really only is here just to separate the three of them and to give Rosario Dawson an excuse to go fucking break him out of jail later when. You know, Eddie Murphy breaks out this endless supply of fucking money he keeps handing to people to pay for things. Yeah. What has he got, a bag of holding in his pocket? Where's he getting all this cash? <laughs> he could. It wouldn't shock me, honestly. A moon bag? It's got Kirby in there. And it's just, like, a bunch of shit inside of him. Eddie Murphy and Rosario Dawson go to, um, 
Jay Moore's like dressing room afterwards, and that's where you get the whole fucking gag with his wives, his two wives that he and he and there's the other clone thing because he my two wives. <laughs> so I don't know why I sang that. I just you know it was Jay Moore. It made sense. No more is what is what I'm saying. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so Eddie's like, oh, how do I get to Rex Crater? And he's like, he's like, oh, I don't know if I can help you there anymore. I, I don't know. And he's like, come on, man, I did you that solid. Remember when those guys were going to pour battery acid down your throat? And he's like, yeah. How dare you even hesitate for a second, you piece of shit? Seriously. He saved your life and you're like more famous than like anybody. And paid off your $12 million debt. You fucking, when he says jump, you say how high. Yeah, and you owe him $12 million, by the way. Yeah. And for inventing your persona. So he like goes to an elevator and there's like, he opens the elevator doors and then there's like a secret elevator. Well, it's like the, it's like the fixins, you know, behind it. Yeah. There's like, you, so he comes up with this cockamamie fucking plan. He's like, all right, here you do. This is what you do. You open the fucking doors and you're going to jump to that fucking wire there. And then you're going to swing past. And he's like, the live one? He's like, yeah, the live one. He's like, but not the live one. He's like, no, no, not that one. The other one, the other one on the other side of it. So you jump out the fucking doors, you flip on the fucking wires there. You do a backflip into the elevator. You go down until he elevator you there's two there's gonna be two robot gods you knock them the fuck out then you go through the fucking elevator while rex crate is having dinner and then you put your dick in his mouth and that's the end of the movie and then you hit one board a second board a third board and you've done the triple lindy yeah also trust the fungus it might as well be it is the wackiest fucking plan and like eddie murphy and the audience is looking at this fucking like this insane scenario that, like, if you even miss by, like, a centimeter or an inch, like, you're dying. You're falling about, a, a, you know, 15 stories to your death. Also, is Jay Moore suddenly Sherlock Holmes? I, I guess so. Like, wh- where did this, like, d- this deductive and investigative prowess come from? Is he taking over for Robert Downey Jr.? Nobody told us. Oh, that would be miserable. I think he's just had too much of the 5% solution is what I think. So Eddie goes, uh, what's plan B? And fucking Belcher and all those goons come over and just point guns at their heads. They're like, yeah, we're plan B. We're escorting you to the climax. (laughs) (laughs) We're bringing you to exactly where you wanted to go. And that's exactly what happens. Uh, And then Rosario just breaks out fucking... Randy Quaid instantly. He's like, he's like, he tells the guy he's got to take a piss. And the guy opens the door. And then he's like, robots don't pee. And then he punches him and then they get away. Is this idiocracy? (laughs) Yeah. Have I just been teleported to a different movie? I would say everyone in this movie is a moron. Yeah, they fucking feed the plants with Gatorade and shit. Wait a minute, do robots pee? I forget. So... This is where we get the big reveal of the fucking movie. I guess you kind of already teased it a little bit. Oh my god. This is like I threw my hands in the air and like went around my room looking for something to tip over. But I just cleaned, so I didn't do that. I didn't anticipate this at all. I can't believe you guys didn't figure this out. I guess I should have, honestly. I didn't care enough. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I called it so early, I'm like... Yeah, that's it. I subconsciously call this by making Total Recall jokes, which then came around and bit me square in the ass. Oh, sure did. I I kind of was just sold on the idea that it was Alec Baldwin up until the point where he gets in the room and the chair is turned like where you can't see who's sitting there. Yeah. And they were taking entirely too long to reveal it. Then I was like, I guess it ain't Alec Baldwin. Who the fuck is it? (laughs) And in my head, I'm like, in my head, I was like, is it Miguel Nunez? (laughs) 
<laughs> There's like two cuts of the chair turning around and like Eddie Murphy's face. It's like, we just get on with it? How many cuts do you need to turn a chair around? Uh, he is so fucking shocked. Yeah. And he's wearing the same clothes. Why? I don't know because the one that Eddie Murphy has is a rental. And, and, and Rex Crater Murphy makes fun of him for having such a cheap rental. Yeah. They look the same. It's the same suit. But that's the whole gag, because we're in a second, we're not going to know who's who. It's because you need to have Eddie Murphy on set for a single day so he can film both roles and not have different outfits. And you need to have the really, 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 really old, 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 old cliche from every movie that has a clone. Yeah. Or a twin. Oh, the, the moment he showed up, I was like, this is going to fucking devolve into which one do I shoot? And it does. Oh, my God. So here's the breakdown of how the <laughs> fuck this is a thing. Just laughing, thinking about the fucking, like, whole, the, the loops that you have to jump through to explain this. It's so convoluted and stupid. So Manucci, Alec Baldwin, was the big crime lord, right? So then, for whatever reason, I think it's because, like, Pluto Nash was such a good smuggler and, like, a good point man to have, but, like... He's a smart guy. Yeah, but, like, Pluto was in jail or whatever, and, like, they didn't recruit him because of that. So, when he had his appendix out, uh, like that Rocco's Modern Life episode, he took it to that fucking body modifier lady, and then she made a clone of Eddie Murphy. And apparently... Your clones in this universe retain your memories and your charisma and your complete personality. So you're exactly the same in every shape, way, shape, and form. Also, like, how, like, what do you do? You get an appendix and just grow an Eddie Murphy around it. Like, how does that fucking work? I don't know. What I think that's fine. You're gonna clone it, fine. But I, what I find dumber is like. It keeps like his memories and shit. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, it was. He was an appendix. He was. A- <laughs> well, they had they had to have a reason why they knew where that fucking moon base was, guys. Because he remembered. It's a fucking contrivance. So Alec Baldwin makes this fucking clone of Eddie Murphy, and then like the clone turns on him. Spoiler, and then fucking kills him, and then takes over the company, and then decides to go after Pluto Nash. Right, because there can only be one. Right. And then, you know, as soon as they one of them kills each other, like, they, they get stronger, like that fuck, like Jet Li. Yeah, the one. Man, they should have had a fucking sword fight. Right. Cut his fucking face off, like, what's his face? Tay Diggs? Yeah, Tay Diggs. Cut his fucking face off, like Tay Diggs. Have it come down like a piece of paper? Uh, they fight with giant uh, crescent-shaped things called moon swords. Okay. I, you know what? I can get into that. That's pretty anime. Oh, that doesn't happen, but I wish it did. It's like a trial by stone. Trial by Pluto Nash. Trial by model of your club. <laughs> Bruno is just tied to a fucking stake, and they have to fucking cut him up? Um, yeah, so the, Rex has this fucking model club that he's going to replace, you know, Pluto's club with, and it's basically the exact same thing, but it has casino shit in it. It's like a fucking model he built, like, it looks like a hobby. It's just just Rex's club instead of Pluto's club, and it's a casino instead of a regular club. Yeah. But it comes complete with uh, switchable fucking uh, uh, nameplates for the front (laughs) of it, so he can demonstrate to his adversary, it said Pluto, but now it says Rex. Yeah. Why the fuck does he not have Pluto, like, locked up have a gun to his head just shoot him just letting him just fucking walk around no problem no they're just like he just allows him to get up in his business and have a spat with him over this model like it's it's just it's 
Is it your sworn enemy or not? Do something about it. I guess. And, and then he like it, Pluto like cra- uh, crushes his like little model, and he's like, "That's real wood, motherfuck." Nice fucking model. Uh, <laughs> apparently, wood's hard to come by on the moon. So, in the process of crushing this fucking like wooden miniature, like Rex gets upset, and so Pluto Nash just like dives at him, and no one really does anything. No, no one lifts a fucking finger. Right before that. Uh, Joey Pants and fucking Q-Tip come in with Rosario Dawson and Bruno and Rex fucking wastes the uh, Joey Pants and Q-Tip. Fucking idiot, because now it's like, cool, you just eliminated two people in your room to to defend you and allowed the guy you're trying to trap to attack you. It's like that evil bad guy thing. He's got to really show that he means business, that he's willing to kill because he's a fucking piece of shit. And then I have to speechify. Did Alec Baldwin, like, take this fucking Murphy clone under his fucking wing and teach him to be evil? Because he wasn't really a bad guy no i don't get it no yeah and that's a good if he if he's just pluto like why would he be like why would he be so opposite of what pluto is because connor it's like it's the opposite of total recall but it's instead of one dude it's two dudes yeah whatever like the seventh day (laughs) (laughs) the sixth day yeah but this is the murphy version seventh day it's just dumb I mean, flat out. I know we've been saying that that whole this whole episode, but it's just dumb. Yeah, this movie's. I'll save my vitriol for the absolute because I'm really holding back. Well, we're almost there, for better or worse. Come on, we're there. They fucking <laughs> wrestle around. Uh, who's who? Oh, is that Pluto? Is that Rex? I can't shoot him because I don't know if it's who to what. Okay, and then it's the fucking thing where, you know, Pluto's. Got a holding a gun at Rex, and they're like, "Shoot him!" This Iron Man ass gun, by the way, it's fucking yeah. gold with red trim. Yeah, and he fucking he. So Pluto shoots Bruno to make everybody shoot Rex, and they fucking gun him down. But thank God that he fucking told Bruno twenty years ago, back in nineteen eighty five, <laughs> to like wear a bulletproof vest on this date in twenty eighty. So. <laughs> he, he gave him an envelope, a letter, don't open till fucking twenty two thousand oh, Jesus Christ, two thousand two. Not a day sooner and not a day later. Always wear you know, always said it, boss, wear an undershirt whenever you leave the house. Just wear it the one day, Mr. Mob Boss. Yeah, because everyone leaves except for Belcher and that in the big reveal is that Bruno's alive. Fucking Rex is dead. But, uh, surprise, he also wears undershirt because he thinks exactly like fucking Pluto. (laughs) So So he's alive. Yeah, yeah, but like, Uh... is it a bulletproof undershirt? They just say undershirt. It's like fucking Mithril. (laughs) (laughs) Like straight up. Strong as steel. This will protect you. It's it's elven craft. In case you get stabbed by a moon troll. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, the Balrog's under the fucking moon. Uh, That would have been... Better fucking movie, man. Fly to the moon. Then fucking Pluto kicks Rex out a window and he fucking dies because he falls on a fucking crap table. Oh, no, he judo throws him. He judo tosses evil Eddie Murphy over his shoulder through a window and then he plummets to his death. Onto a crap table. And Pluto Nash goes, thank God this was sugar glass. (laughs) And then everybody's like, all right, time to go home. Hard cut to the fucking new club. Yeah, isn't there like a punchline where someone's like all out? Oh no, yeah, crap, folk shoot craps or whatever, whatever the fuck that terminology is for that game. Gamble, <laughs> craps, <laughs> table, dice, and shit. And then you have the fucking Legend of Zelda reunion at fucking Pluto's club. 
<laughs> Except for Miguel, because he's dead. Yeah. Rosario Dawson singing, and, like, he appoints Bruno as the club manager, and then the fucking maid robot drops a bunch of shit behind the bar and bends over so you can see her ass again. Felix has a fucking harem of women. And everybody's happily ever after. Aren't you glad these characters you spent so much time with got everything they ever wanted? Did they? <laughs> it just feels like the movie started over again. I mean, Pam Greer lost Peter Boyle, so... I guess she got a shitty ending. This movie was like eating its own ass. Like it just spun right around, just like went right back to the beginning. Ouroboros. Personification of the human centipede, Connor? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, this movie's a human centipede. <laughs> Dumpling or cuttlefish? I don't know. Uh, probably dumpling, just because of the first four letters of that word. Mmm, the dump. Yep. Dump. Yep. Uh, which is what this movie is. Yeah. Um, and it ends with uh, Rosario Dawson lip syncing badly to a different song that's sung by someone else. I don't remember who it is. Probably someone who's relevant in 2002. And then it just fucking ends. It literally just ends, and that's it. Fucking credits. Fuck. This is a miserable piece of shit. Are <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay are we buying a ticket are we torrenting it or are we gonna purchase it on vod like i wouldn't even torrent this <laughs> thankfully it was on thankfully <laughs> no no wait 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 it was on tubi tv for free um i despise bad comedies because comedies are supposed to do yeah. pretty much one thing they're supposed to make you laugh and if they can't check that first box fuck the whole movie like, I remember walking out of um, Year One. Oh, God. The theater, which is, like, one of, like, four movies I've ever walked out of because I cannot stand to sit there for two hours and get hit with bad joke after bad joke after bad joke because I'm there to have to, to get some kind of joy out of this experience, and I'm getting nothing out of it, which I think is the worst kind of bad movie where you have no emotional reaction or investment at all. Um, it's kind of like wrestling reactions where like getting booed is good getting cheered is good getting nothing is the worst thing that can happen to you yeah um and this movie is nothing this movie does nothing for anybody it doesn't it, it's it's not funny it's not fun it's not engaging it's not charming there's no chemistry anywhere everyone's a fucking sleep um and it feels like it's nine hours long this is miserable i hate this movie it goes in the dumpster i even know we're not doing that it goes in its own <laughs> special fucking pluto nash dumpster i'm gonna bury on the moon fly it to the moon fly into the moon and then into a fucking comet um i don't have to say anything <laughs> Because you've said it all. Just invoke what you said in Blair Witch. No one should watch this movie. No. There is... I, I saw... So Okay, so I completely agree with Connor's sentiment. And, like, before I saw some some posts and people were like, I, I fucking love this movie because it's so bad it's good. Mm. And I'm like, motherfucker, you don't know what that means. Because it... it the biggest thing about this, uh, I mean, besides, like, again, the comedy is nearly non-existent. The thing is, like, it's so boring. Nothing happens for long periods of time, and even the jokes are, f like, even all the jokes are kind of, like, spread out. It kind of doesn't know what it wants to do. It, it feels like nine fucking people meddled in this. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, it ballooned way over budget. It had to have because... It, I can't believe this movie's expensive as it is. No, 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 no oh, I <laughs> yeah, totally right. agree. It looks cheap as fuck. And I'm like, where did the money go? On the sets, I guess. That's... Up somebody's fucking nose. Again, like... 
you have a bunch of very funny people in this film and nobody's funny. What the fuck happened? It, like, I, okay, this movie is, it should be way wackier than it is. I think they toned it down a lot. I think because people, I, I think they were afraid to lose money on it. And they ended up shooting themselves in the fucking foot. Hardcore. Blowing off both feet, actually, with a fucking shotgun, because uh, it performed like shit. Shot themselves in the thighs. Yeah, like, I, and then just fucking shot the rest of your limbs off. I, um, I, I, I wouldn't buy a ticket to this. I wouldn't torrent it. I wouldn't fucking watch it on VOD, except for the show. <laughs> because we're talking about it. Uh, you can find literally Anything else to do with an hour and a half of your life besides watch this fucking film? Yeah. Um, that's way more uh, beneficial to you. It's in the dumpster, dude. It It's in the dumpster. I, I know we're not doing that either, but it's fucking dumpster movie. Yeah, it is. There's nowhere in, else to put it. No. It is at the fucking bottom, dude. And that's all. I, I, my brain is melted. I don't really know what else to say about this fucking thing. Yeah, you know what? I'm scooping my fucking brains out of my hands as it is too, Joe. Uh, what can you really say? It, you know, it's... Again, you guys, I'm going to echo you a little bit and say, yeah, it's a fucking dumpster movie. It's at the bottom. It, you know, it's, it is next to House of the Dead. Because at least, you know, House of the Dead I can joke about. And there's silly as shit stuff that happens. And like Connor said earlier in the episode, you can always hang your hat on an Uwe bowl. At least they're zombies. Yeah, and it's like, with with this, it's just like you're sitting there saying, Eddie Murphy, what are you doing? So yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not going to buy a ticket. I wouldn't buy this ticket if I was stoned out of my fucking mind, drunk, <laughs> uh, you know, getting fucked while I was watching it, you know? <laughs> I wouldn't get this on VOD. I'm not going to torn it. Like Connor said, watch it on Tubi. It was free. You had a couple of ads. You just sit through them, whatever. Who cares? Uh, it, it, it was. I'm not going to sit here and say it was torture, but I didn't, you know, I felt nothing. I, I laughed a total of 10 times in an Eddie Murphy movie. That's being generous. I didn't think I laughed once. I, I you know, I thought Louis Guzman might have saved it a little bit, and he, he added nothing to the film. No. Well, he always does the shames fucking spiel. No, yeah, but I I think he's a funny dude overall. And and, and then the big the big fucking reveal at the end being, you know, oh look, it's me. It's just like go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a reason why Eddie Murphy is embarrassed of this film, and why everyone pretty much involved is embarrassed of this film. It, 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 there's a reason, and again, I'm not a big Rotten Tomatoes guy, but there's a reason why it's a four fucking percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um. Don't watch this movie. Uh, if you really want to know what it's about, look up the trailer. Look up, like, the, you know, best of clip online that, you know, like, we told you to go check out for fucking Ghost Shark. But goddamn, Ghost Shark's got this beat by a country mile as far as entertainment value goes. Sure does. And that movie sucks. I could pay attention to Ghost Shark. Like, I, I found myself struggling to pay attention to this. Yeah, this this is a movie that, like we mentioned, could have been way better. You know, let's get that pre, you know, club fucking Pluto movie, or let's get a movie of him being like a fucking noir detective on the moon. But no, we get club owner Eddie Murphy uh, just running across the moon just because. I guess people are trying to kill him, I guess. And he's apparently like an accomplished pilot, I guess. And he's a smuggler before, I guess. And a robot bends over and says, whoops, I guess. <laughs> 
it's all inferred. It's like it's like if you made a if you make a, a Lando Calrissian movie, but instead of him being a cool ace pilot, he's like a furniture salesman. Yes, right. And that's what this kind of should have been. He should be like a Lando character. Again, it should have been like Flash Gordon or um Buck Rogers, you know? And it just was like, what the fuck? I wish this was the only like wet diarrhea stain on Eddie Murphy's career. <laughs> And, you know, maybe he'll have a comeback. I, I, I hope he does. I think the guy's fucking hilarious. I'm pained. Like, I said earlier in this episode that, we, you know, we try to do movies most of the time that we like or we have something to say about it or, you know, it's something people have forgotten about. And then every once in a while, we got to do one of these fucking stinkers like this. And, you know, we're doing this uh, blockbuster bonds. We got two more left after this. 13th Warrior, I hope it's good. Green Lantern. I know it's bad, but I I don't know if it's as bad as this. Maybe it will be. I was going to say, Green Lantern, I don't think will be anywhere as painful, because and at least Green Lantern has an interesting story to tell about its place in DC movie history. Like, this is like, who cares? There's nothing interesting about this film. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to watching a movie that doesn't make me want to literally, like, propel myself to the fucking moon yeah <laughs> it's in the dumpster it's at the bottom of the fucking dumpster uh you know i'll even say this dumpster's on the goddamn moon next to some fucking mole people <laughs> uh and, and they're, they're even appalled by it and they've never even seen it get your shit out of here i don't want this fucking movie do yourself a favor and just don't watch this film yeah watch delirious watch fucking dr doolittle it's not even that good but it's way better than this watch golden child watch coming to america Watch Trading Places. Watch any. Watch Beverly Hills Cop. Watch Harlem Nights. Watch Shrek. Don't watch this fucking movie. So that's it. That's The Adventures of Pluto Nash from 2002, directed by Ron Underwood. Hey, everybody. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Podbean. And make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Scola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor the Moon Goon McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Bonjour, vous allez bien? Oops. Very interesting help you have around here. Oh, it's just an old program I forgot to delete. Left it on oops. Forgot that, forgot that was in there. <laughs>